0: angel earth angel will you be mine my darling dear love you all the time today's guest is the cold weather company hello and welcome to the better each day podcast radio show i'm your host bruce hilliard and i'm talking to our guests steve shimchick brian curry and jeff pateshia the voices the two guitars and piano of the cold weather company and we're talking about well everything but mostly their latest album fine light The Cold Weather Company, coming up. The Better Each Day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard. Today and every day, reaching out for innovative ideas in every way. Today's show is brought to you by Your Future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. Quality of the recordings are just incredible, but they all—they st- have to start out with a good performance, and you guys are good players. And it sounds like to me—and I haven't read this anywhere—you've been playing together since maybe pre-pubescent days. You sound like you've been playing since you were kids. wow.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, thank you. We'll take that as a, a huge compliment. Uh, we've all been playing our instruments to those years. I mean, I—I I started. This is Steve speaking. Uh, I started playing piano when I was six. Um, but we started playing together six years ago. Brian and Jeff about seven years ago,
2: um,
1: eight eight years ago, and we started playing together. Yeah, we formed in twenty thirteen though, and I had just met Brian and Jeff in twenty twelve. Um, we were college students at Rutgers in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and uh, yeah, that's cool that you you think we've been playing even longer.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. You're all on the same page, I guess is what I'm saying. And then you came in on your last album, your latest album, Find Light with a whole bunch of instruments. That must be exciting. Hey, yeah. we, let's try this. Let's just uh, put some more colors on the palette.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, the band, so, you know, we were a pianist and two acoustic guitars for pretty much most of our recordings and live, live performances. But we've always known that we can add drums and strings and horns and stuff and always thought about the songs that they could expand. And so this fine light album was really the first full album where we did that. We have two songs on the folded letter. Um, the last two that have drums and some other stuff, but fine light was our real, like, Hey, we're using a real studio for the first time. Let's kind of go not crazy, but definitely like add what we think should be on here. Yeah. Now, now maybe we're going crazy, but, um, <laughs> but fine light was definitely a nice balancing point. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, totally. like Steve's saying, I think for the longest time we, uh, for the first two albums, we were recording them our, ourselves, and we were figuring out how to record our instruments at the same time as we were trying to write our parts, yeah. and uh, so that kind of added complication, and we also knew we, at the time, didn't have people we could play live with that would be able to reproduce a full band sound, so we kind of thought the most honest way to record ourselves would be to do the whole three-piece and maybe here and there have a little bit of salt and pepper. But, uh, yeah, now now I think we're we're finally at a place where we feel comfortable and we, we've met the right people and we have the right friends and uh, we're, we're able to fully realize the songs we're writing. And live now we play full band, too, uh, recently.
3: Yeah, as often as we can. Certain shows. I mean, yeah. yeah, a lot of shows we still do the three-piece, uh, depending on the show, but... Um, a lot of them we just we just add. It's it's just more, just bigger live, you know, with with more instruments and it's more fun. Sometimes it depends on the gig.
0: But so, were you saying prior you did your own recording as well?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The first two albums were were entirely self recorded, um, but mastered by. Actually, there was Jim. Jim recorded uh, a couple uh, deep uh, Most of it was recorded in in my uh, room on campus or Brian's house. Uh, a bit of Jeff's house, a little Ooh. bit of Jeff's house, oh, yeah, creepy basement. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a, the first two albums were definitely very, very DIY, and the okay. third one was DIY from <laughs> a funding
0: aspect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, a lot of people don't really recognize how, what a challenge it is to be a recording engineer and a songwriter and a musician and order the pizza all in one breath. It's tough <laughs> to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brian's mom ordered a lot of pizza. There
0: was uh, there there. a lot of pizza. Uh, it was actually
3: very true. All right. Well, that's
0: barbecue Yeah, <laughs> that's the key component is the pizza. But you know what I'm saying? You you know what sound you want on, on the recording, but you're not really sure how to do it because you, you're kind of on a learning curve there. There, but you've got the song in your head, and you know where I'm going with this stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I, I
1: think that we've we've always thought it kind of funny you know going in we always knew there was a lot more than writing a good song but i, I think that there's like <clears> the <throat> sort of uh idea that a lot of people have myself included for a very long time that oh all it takes to try to do this sort of thing is just you, you write the right song it's got to be a real good good song yeah and then, right that's it and yeah you realize really fast when you're actually trying to put the pedal in the metal there that there are about 5,000 steps in between, yeah. and uh, you kind of have to be able to do all of them to certain degrees, uh, at least at first. So we've always worn lots of hats. That's
0: a super good idea, I think, to learn the recording end of it, because now you speak recording, and when you talk to somebody, you've got the language down. You can say, well, why don't you tweak this, try that?" out. It does
1: make it a lot better in the studio than if we hadn't mm-hmm. done that. Yeah, yeah
0: definitely. It's amazing. Yeah, well, the first thing I did this morning was I got up and put on Warmth and Winter. Man, it's really cool. Who sings that?
1: Uh, it's all of us, actually. So I, I Steve, uh, kick things off, and then uh, Jeff's up second, and Brian. And then we have a bunch of our friends and family, and then actually my old... Um, the, the choir I was in when I was in high school, my <laughs> friend now directs that, that choir. So I asked them, the current you know students, I asked him to record those melodies and he came in clutch, and we have a you got full your high school class. To come back. Well, I'm actually singing with some of my high school class of, of, for New Year's Eve at oh, really? one of their churches, um, small, small, like you know, nostalgia kind of thing in South Jersey. Um, but yeah, this was like our, you know, we we always knew we wanted a holiday song, an original one, um, and we were recording in October, and it just kind of came out naturally. We were like, oh, this kind of feels like festive maybe we should actually have a song. We each took different parts. And, uh, you know, that day when we, in October, we were like, we want to acquire on here. And then it kind of came together from there.
0: It, it sounds like a, a holiday party though. I think it's hard to write Christmas songs for some reason. I mean, the, the really greats are the silent nights.
1: <laughs> no, I and they,
2: yeah, I, I mean. yeah.
1: you know, And I, I do know. We're really proud of it. We, uh, definitely like you'll notice there's no mention of christmas itself or anything we want to make it you know appropriate to anybody whether you celebrate anything or not um but that's kind of the beauty of the, the season where there's somebody like you know your friends and family are out there and and you know no matter what there's people there who care about you so
0: here's warmth in winter I think uh, Irving Berlin, who wrote "White Christmas," was Jewish, so I guess that didn't go. So you guys are good. I validated oh, yeah. you're good. Prior to this, he had two other albums, uh, and you said you recorded them all your, yourselves. Who? Who? Uh, I guess my question is: Who predominantly does the writing? Do you share in that, or is it all mixed up?
1: Yeah, it's been a pretty even mix. The first album, "Somewhere New," um, is a you know we, the three of us started as these individual singer-songwriters, so we already had kind of a plethora of our solo songs before we started playing together and so Somewhere New features at least one or two of each of those solo songs that we cold weatherified and added each other's instruments to it Um, and then a folded letter, the second album we had you know, more of a mix of songs we've all written together you know, one of us generally has a melody uh, or a vocal line or something and we kind of bring that to each other sometimes there's an entire song that's finished uh, and it's just like, hey, I want to share this song with you what can we do with it? But then a lot of times it's like, "Hey, I've got this five-second riff. Let's see what happens." And uh, you know, each song is a little different in its inception, which is pretty cool because you never know what you're going to get.
0: Like a box of chocolates. Mm, exactly.
1: <laughs> Very <laughs> poor jumping. how Jeff and I oh, that Oh, true. Wow, we we've created a full circle. There you <laughs> go. Well go give him a quick a quick rundown of. Uh, so uh, I'll try for the first time ever. I'll try to make this actually short. Um, So I was a senior in college. Uh, I was a landscape architecture major, and Jeff was a site major, I believe. Uh, But I was walking to class a little early, and I had my practice guitar. Um, And I was just wandering on by, and there's some dude playing a guitar on a park bench, like a weirdo. And uh, he saw me and called me over. We had the same brand of guitar, the same sort of guitar case, uh, the same brand of shoes on. And... (laughs) I had a Chad Stokes shirt on, um, which, you know, he's done incredible things in Dispatch and everything, but Chad Stokes is a solo artist and still relatively obscure to some people, and, uh, so we both were giant fans of his album, and it just kind of hit off from there. It was kind of like, oh, holy, why is, why did this just happen? Why did these two lives just pass? Or or cross? (laughs) Uh, so I think there was always this sort of feeling that there was something that was supposed to happen there. Um, and then down the line, all of a sudden we're practicing practicing and started writing and then we were like, it's time to try to form something. Yeah. And we called, called in Steve, who we met at some open mics and whatnot on, on Ruck, uh, Rutgers campus and uh, Steve was... Shining like the bright star that Steve is.
3: The, the aspect of the forest Gump comes from the park
0: bench.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah We, we did do that. that. Oh, okay. yeah, sorry. Sorry. I realized I told the full origin story and not just the Forrest Gump reference.
0: That's good. Okay. Just didn't
1: have a box of to chocolate.
0: So. Yeah. Well, I was going to segue back to Back to the Future, and you were both wearing Calvin Klein underwear, and then you decided to record yeah. Earth Angel. Oh.
3: I don't right. buy Calvin <laughs> Klein underwear. It's,
0: uh, it's not as cosmic as I was thinking it was going to be, but we'll work something
1: out. Same, same shoes? Let, Let me see, see your underwear. It's about
3: three balloons for me. You guys didn't ask him what kind
1: of underwear I got on. that. Yeah, I probably should have. It was probably you know, Hanes. I mean, beyond. Looking back, it was, the lane. it was either Hanes or it was like Arapasta-like yeah. weird like old school boxers. Might have been those. Okay. I was wearing those senior nightshelia. Yeah. All
0: Everybody right. Jeff, how do you pronounce your last name? Good question.
1: Uh, Thank you. He's never figured it out. No one. Yeah. So no, no one ever told
3: him. No one in, knows. In Italy they say they say with like you know, but if you don't if you say it now with an accent, it's kind of weird. So my my dad says Patesia, my brother says Patesia, and so I kind of combined it and just do Patesia or Patesia.
1: So, I say potashia.
3: I don't really know. I think potashia makes more sense.
0: You say potato. Like my, my
3: dad, well, I used to get a potassium <laughs> in, <laughs> in college. Like, okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah. What, what kind of recording gear are you guys using? I'm just curious as far as uh, software, what's your DAW? Yeah,
1: what is, what well, is uh, so we use logic, uh, when we were recording mm-hmm. with ourselves, uh, Pat noon, who's our oh, main, right. yeah. Uh, Purdue, uh, mixer engineer. Um, you know, does short in well air? Short air. Mm. Yeah, he's using Pro Tools, um, mm. but we use Logic in the past. There's some fun videos from when we first started with GarageBand before oh, we yeah. moved on mm. up. But yeah, uh, yeah. we should the same thing. Well, especially I mean GarageBand—it's crazy. GarageBand these days, since you know I last used it in like 2011, 2012 it literally is like a replica of logic yeah. and the features look like, it's the same icon it's like, and everyone... of logic it's, it's the common sense pam- pamphlets. yeah like, there's logic and then there's common sense and there's common sense. <laughs> yeah so uh but yeah mostly mostly logic with pro tools um brian had an apogee duet and he still has it. that's what we recorded a lot of our you know used a lot of our mics and um, cables and then, uh... Our microphone yeah. for the first two albums. Everything, essentially, was recorded with the
2: same mic, which was a good old C 214
3: Oh. The USB? The USB mic?
1: No, on. it was, uh, it's an XLR. What was the Horizon,
3: Horizon <laughs> Fire? Was a...
1: Horizon, Horizon Fire was actually recorded with an Apogee mic. I think it's just called a mic. It was a USB mic.
0: Um, <laughs> the model is mic
1: yeah it was it was just a good old usb mic and we didn't record direct or anything from Steve's piano we actually mic Steve's piano speaker for Horizon Fire
0: mm-hmm. nice
1: so the, the sound of piano that you hear in Horizon Fire is just straight microphone from a good old yamaha speaker <laughs>
0: Well, that's going to be great when you're 101 years old, you can look back at how you did stuff like that.
1: And it's funny because we said that when we were recording it then. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, one day, yeah, yeah. one day we're going to be like, wow, we recorded this stupidly.
0: <laughs> but do it, you know? <clears throat> N- nothing gets done unless you just jump in with what you have, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it. It. it that song, uh, people on campus, you know, supported it and... That motivated us to keep doing it. And here we are six years later. So we'll take
0: it. The babes dug it. And yeah, all right.
1: Yeah, you know, the chicks really dug Horizon Fire seven minutes. <laughs> you know, a lot of guys like Horizon I Fire. I don't all know. A lot of guys like it too.
3: Long
0: last, long time.
3: <laughs> is it, is it, the song does like, you know, we, we play it live. We, uh, we, can, know, we can edit all this out too. <laughs> but, uh,
0: no, it's just getting good.
3: If, if, you, if, you, if you listen to it, it's seven, It's like six or seven minutes. But we, because uh, it has the intro. That we are going to split up, but we end up keeping it on one track. And now when we yeah. play live, we, we do this thing called, we just call it intro, intro, horizon. So we do an intro to the intro to Horizon <laughs> Fire. And the whole, the song the whole is thing, it's even But sometimes <laughs> it's, we're like playing somewhere and it's like, oh, we need a, we got a chunk of time left. It's like three hours, like 13 minutes. Like, all right, we have a song that can do that. Like, just do one, you know. Wait, you know we, we've, we've done better, shorter songs, but we started with seven minute ones, you know.
1: We, we, I, I think mainly we've just never wanted to feel like we weren't fully exploring the idea of the song. I, I think now we've found ways to kind of be a little more concise in how we're writing. Um, not really intentionally, but it, there's still some big old anthems that are coming. Speaking of which, there's one coming down the pipeline that uh, mm-hmm. is quite the long song. But... Yeah, I think we found a cool balance between exploring full, crazy, progressive song concepts like we like we always have loved, and also trying to kind of find concise, sort of aphorism-like songs that are just a nice idea and a nice exploration. And yeah, I don't know, city trips, skaters, week-long trips, backpack trips—you know, all different types of songs.
0: Field trip songs. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're right, yeah. New songs for driving,
0: almost for trail. <laughs> in the Truckster. Now that you're adding new players and stuff, you can have the Inagata DeVita drum solo in there. That's always a nice touch.
1: Good. It's true. We should eventually have a drum solo. Never <laughs> know.
0: I don't know why. You sent me some artwork and one of them uh um, there's a, a guitar strung for a right-hander it's an F hole harmony i believe it is i think mm-hmm. it's a, it's a nice touch that you're playing it left-handed
1: oh oh yeah i mean that's that's your your time to talk about uh your your guitar playing
3: Was, oh yeah okay sorry i missed i missed and then uh, it'll
1: be my time to talk about my antique guitar you're you're saying <laughs> you're
3: saying the the whole guitar
1: on the cover for a
3: day uh and how you play oh yeah yeah play. yeah yeah so yeah i do uh yeah. Um, I am a. I play, I play with the the low E on the bottom, and basically just plays upside down. Yeah, it's upside down, and then uh, actually I actually have an electric It's a lefty, but the strings are flipped, so I still have the low E in the bottom. Um, a lot, of, you know, it's it's the same as what you guys do, because are you a guitar player too? Uh,
0: yeah, and I am left-handed, but I can't play left-handed.
3: So I'm actually right-handed and Brian's left-handed, which is funny. But yeah. for me, <laughs> in your ballpark, man. I'm a lefty who plays right. But being, but being right-handed, I want to do the riffs. I just feel like it, I don't know, it, it feels more natural to do riffs in my right hand, being righty. But I'm also lefty with golf and hockey. So it might be like a, I don't know, it's related when it comes to holding something. But everything else I'm right.
0: <laughs> do you write left handed No. And I kick righty,
3: too.
1: I write Very righty strange. Wow. I love that in yeah, that is right footed. We're just very backwards on our directions.
0: That's good balance.
1: Oh, anyway, a note, note on the, the guitar. Um, yeah. Thank you for noticing that beautiful little late 50s or early 60s um, harmony Broadway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that thing. I, I'm i a big, uh, if you haven't figured out, this is Brian, by the way. Yeah, um, okay. I, I'm a... Big fan of antiques and uh, quite a, quite a collector, borderline hoarder. So, uh, yeah, that's one of my one of my favorite little guitars in my collection, and, and I was really excited that we finally had a reason to bring it out and and put it
0: in a picture. Well, oh, it's a cool photo. Who, who does your artwork? You've got the other one where you're you're, uh, you're all kind of having a little cup of coffee by the fire.
1: Yeah, hot chocolate actually. Oh, that's, it's hot chocolate. Uh, uh, that I one was tell. actually. We have a friend, Kiara Harris, uh, and her Instagram is at Lion Girl Kiara. Uh, so we've known her for a couple of years through through the music, and when we had the song coming together, um, I remembered her artwork, and we were thinking, you know, it'd be awesome if she could do something. Uh, so we commissioned her for the, for the piece. And just kind of had this winter wonderland, like, you know, living room fireplace kind of feel to it. And it kind of, it fit the song perfectly. She had so many neat little touches. She There's the, like the choir in yeah. one of the photos on the back. There's just our friends and family. One person on Facebook was like, none of those photos have you guys in them. Whose house are you in right now? <laughs> <laughs> it, was very anyway, it was like, well. You got us, but uh, I was cracking up. <laughs> yeah. aside from that, all the other songs we have, and the Earth Angel photo, Brian, we set up a timer with, um, but the rest of them, Brian has typically done the artwork using photos of ours, uh, mostly his, but um, it's, yeah, it's been our, uh, our photos, and it helps to have a, a photo graphic design guy in the house, and that's him. <laughs> Thanks, Landscape Architecture degree.
0: List influences, and you guys are so indie that most people probably wouldn't recognize a lot of these bands, but um, one of them is from Seattle. Uh, Can you guess which ones? Or oh. fleet foxes. There yeah.
1: you go.
0: <laughs> yep, it was fleet foxes. So you do win a car. I love
1: foxes, <laughs> man. They win a car. All right. Oh, nice. Yeah, everybody on my show.
0: Yeah, if you if you get the magic question right. Can
1: I take the car because my dream car, by the way, is a is a G Grand Wagoneer, preferably 1988 to
0: 1991.
1: But I'll take what you got. Jeep <laughs>
0: okay. Grand Wagoneer. Though. You don't want the Corvette then? Okay. Nah,
1: nah, no. Nah. You can keep the Corvette. Turn it into a Grand Wagoneer and all day it'll be way better for (laughs) everybody. Everybody sees Corvettes around, man. Grand Wagoneers are are a sight to see. What an event to behold.
0: You got it. So do you have plans for Christmas? Do you have any big gigs for uh, the Christmas theme type gig or something?
1: Not typically. Um, Yeah, we're kind of spending, spending holidays with our families that's usually how it's been, but we're, oh, we, uh, we have a big show we're excited about in January. It's at Brooklyn bowl in of course, New York city. Um, and that's our next official show. We have a lot in the works which for next year, you know, we're working on another album, which we're hoping to have out, uh, in early summer or so. Um, and, and they're going to be a bunch of singles before that. So really just revving up for the new year. And, uh, hoping to have some extended touring. We haven't done, like, a, a real tour in a couple of years, so it'll be nice to um, plan something out and, oh, and kind of make, make the fun. most of it.
0: Well, I want to thank you for your time. I'll let you get to your Sunday. I don't know if you're football fans or what you do on your Sundays.
1: We're, we're currently uh, in the midst of learning a whole bunch of songs. Yeah, we're, you know, just having a nice writing night and practice night. So, uh, yeah, but we're, we're, you know, grateful to, to take time with you, and, and thanks for the opportunity. Thank, thank you so you. much thanks. for having us.
0: Thank you. All right. The best to you guys and, and maybe we'll be talking soon. Yeah, All
1: right. Definitely keep in touch. All
0: Thanks right. again. All right, thank you. Take care. And
1: happy holidays.